Garage Logic Podcast number 136, April 11, 2019. 88 degrees on this day in 1977 and 18 degrees on this day in 1962. And here are your ice outs for White Bear Lake for April 11, 1932, 1955, 1958, 1963, 1977, 2003, and 2009. Minnetonka on this date, 1892. 1948, and like White Bear, 1958, and 1994. Get to Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. They have everything you need to get you through this blizzardy weekend. I'm now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushman. Toughest show of the week to put together, Positive Thursday. We don't live in a world of positivity, but I can do it as your mayor and chief executive officer of Gumption County. I can do it. Let's start with the weather. I find it enjoyable. I find it festive. I love howling winds. I love to see snow blowing off roofs and off the limbs of fragile trees, which is how nature protects our green friends, by blowing the snow off the branches. Hey, hey, hey. I it's can, just uh, positive Thursday. It's not BS Thursday. No, no. Positive Thursday. I love the, and, and I know it's easier to say you love this type of weather today when you know it'll be gone in three days. I'm not so sure I could be terribly positive about it had this been December 11th or January 11th. I could put a very positive spin on today's, uh, at least for today anyway. If the snow we received yesterday and overnight would have been of the dry variety, right? with this wind we're seeing right now, we would be doomed. It That's would right. be 100% white We'd be sightless, out. wouldn't we, Ken? But this stuff is like mashed potatoes, so it's really not blowing around that much. And there's not much traffic. A lot of drivers who might have been apprehensive to venture out today, the schools are closed. Uh, it's very easy to get around. I had a delightful make-a-move conversation with Glenn Perkins, uh, prior to the show, the former Twins closer was in here doing a, a podcast, and he had some make-a-move questions, oh. and I was able to straighten him out. The whole point of a make-a-move, remember, is to keep moving, even right. if that means your uh, time to your destination takes longer. What do you care? You've been moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're what was Glenn's concern? Because I'm guessing whatever route he takes in is, was wide open, wasn't it? I think so, but he was wondering if it got a little slippery or something. Should he just automatically make a move? And I no. said... You uh, you don't have to make a move yeah. unless you feel you are going to be uh, stopped. Right. But he's in the southern metro. He's got limited options. I don't know the there. condition of the freeways. So. Uh, I do. And are they're, they positive? Uh, they're, yeah. Like you said, levels are so light that getting around is a breeze. I dropped an urchin off at the airport today. 494 was a ghost town. Yeah. Well, but it's got that... Hard-pressed chunks of ice, though it's slippery in spots, so don't go 60. I also feel that it's very positive that the Masters has begun and that uh, it's rather festive to uh, be watching all of that uh, gorgeous nature uh, down south where it's about 85 degrees today in Augusta. And it's rather festive to watch it with a uh, roaring blizzard outside the, the door, right? <laughs> yes. An Oregon woman called 911 to report a burglar in her bathroom. 
She told him that she could see shadows moving around under her bathroom door. Multiple deputies responded to the house and surrounded it. They even requested canine backup. After several demands to come out of the bathroom, the armed deputies broke down the door. It turns out that the home invader was her own Roomba robotic vacuum cleaner that was diligently performing its duties. <laughs> I think that's positive because no one got hurt and no one got shot. And, and uh, certainly, do you think Tim? Do you that. think the officers had a sense of humor about it, or they 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 dressed her down a bit by saying, "Really, you didn't know your Roomba was in there?" Well, those things don't make noise, huh? I don't. I, I don't have one. I don't know. Drunk, shirtless man in Florida arrested after shoveling spaghetti into his mouth at all, outside an olive garden. And uh, Mike wants to know, was it rookie just in Florida? <laughs> yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And I would. Uh, speaking of that, Kelsey had the same idea. Uh, Kelsey, the chief off-site correspondent, I can find it here. Uh, I've just got so many positive notes from GLers all over the country. and. Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes Professor Lawrence Rudnick described a black hole as shredding the matter around it into strips before sucking it into its black, hot, gas-filled interior where nothing returns from, and the black hole continues to get larger. And he has provided a visual aid hmm. to simplify this and to help people understand the concept of a black hole. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's a picture of Rook eating spaghetti off the, off the shredded noodles off the floor. <laughs> right? Right. I find that positive. From Olive Garden. I find that positive. Right here in the building, you were eating spaghetti yeah, off, pretty the, much off described the floor. It. I ended up watching a two-hour, two-part program last night about the black hole, and uh, it was fascinating. And the visual aids helped me understand what was explained to us. Was it yesterday or the day before we had the professor on? Got a couple of notes, uh, because we're fact-based, we got a couple of notes on uh, our uh, confusion about light years, for example, and how long does it take light to travel. And uh, our friend Bill Stein up in Aiken wrote, uh, congratulations on having two great guests in a row. It's a joy to listen to experts in their fields who are passionate and filled with knowledge. He's talking about the paleontologist and uh, Lawrence Rudnick. I did, however, notice that the mayor may still be a bit fuzzy on the concept of space and time. Light from our sun only takes about eight and a half minutes to reach Earth. The newly photographed black hole is 55 million light years away, so that light takes 55 million years to reach Earth. So we are actually seeing what that black hole looked like 55 million years ago. We have no idea if it even still exists. Yeah, I wasn't uh, not smart enough to pursue that with Mr. Rudnick. That's the part that Uh, makes your mind go kaboom. And and Brian, who's an engineer, he knows this stuff. Mayor, fact-based, and to help the GL crew better understand. A light year is the distance light travels in one Earth year, which is about 6 trillion miles. Light travels at 186,000 miles a second. The distance from Earth to Sun is 92,955,877 miles. So light takes 92,955,887 miles slash 186,000 miles a second equals 499.7 seconds, or, as Stein noted, about 8.3 minutes to reach Earth. So the light you see from a star 50 million light years away is light that left that star 50 million years ago. It's, it's, uh, it's like God. It's like God. 
always was and will be. It's right. it's hard to uh is now and forever will be. It's hard to wrap your arms around it, isn't it? Oh, it sure yeah. is. It really is, but it's positive, isn't it? This is positive. I'm glad there's people that can figure it out and actually understand it. Uh, I have a ray of hope. Okay. Do you have a ray of hope sounder? I certainly have a well, ray of hope Well, you'll find a time okay. to play it. Cynthia. Today's ray of hope. Cindy writes, my husband and I have been listening for at least 15 years on a regular basis and love the podcast format. We have two children who have been exposed to bits and pieces of the show while driving. Our oldest daughter attended a failed academy in Boulder, Colorado. She was exposed to the liberal agenda and over-the-top recycling programs where you have to bring a bag to do any shopping. I made a visit to Colorado over spring break, and we made a road trip through the mountains. She was thoughtful and downloaded some of the GL podcasts for me for the drive. As we listened, much of what was talked about resonated with my 25-year-old daughter. Here is the ray of hope. I talked with her this week, and she is now listening on her own and doesn't want to miss an episode. She never lets her gas tank get less than a quarter of a tank full, and she loves the show. Thank you for sharing your views. You now have at least one millennial on your side, Cindy Reisgraf, Wyoming, Minnesota. How about another ray of hope for that? You can do that. Huh? That's fantastic. Here's That's today's ray of hope. I have to say my 19-year-old pays better attention to this podcast than I do, including when I'm on. So th- that's got to be a ray of hope. The kid loves this dumb podcast. It's he's not, not dumb. He's not dumb. He's positive Thursday. <laughs> he, 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 he loves this wonderful podcast. Yeah, there you go. Is it, he's a biker, isn't he? Uh, yeah, you better believe it. Does he get in touch with Dennis Kirk? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. The riding season will be upon us as soon as this uh, aberration leaves us. Uh, get in touch with DennisKirk.com, a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, cruiser, sport bike, dirt bike, is your kid mostly off-road, Kenny? Uh, at this point, he is, uh, yes. Or any other type of bike. They have what you need. They have more than 160,000 products in stock, and they're ready to ship today. $89 orders ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. Because you know this weather's going to change. It's, it's going to go. Speaking of the weather and Dennis Kirk, I was kicking myself last week for not taking the chains off my ATV tires that I bought from Dennis Kirk. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm patting myself on the back yeah. for leaving, leaving them on. Tim writes, Joe, I'm listening to you talk to your science guy about the black hole. Let's look on the bright side. Maybe they found heaven. And maybe the other black hole is hell. Just my take on it from a deck in the bayou. Bud. He's down in Mississippi. Yep. Isn't he the guy with the carport mm-hmm. and has a garage door opener every day? Uh, here's another black hole. Okay. Listening to the 410-19 podcast about the black hole, and I'm a little surprised that no one on the show pointed out that we've had a black hole here in Minnesota for about the last 30 years, and it's called government, and more specifically, education. Who's been waiting for this one. And just like the event horizon, you don't get to ask any questions about where the money goes because no one knows where the money goes. (laughs) Nothing ever comes out of spending more money on education, and we still feel the pull on our wallets and bank accounts, a gravitational pull. Keep up the great word, uh, Chad in St. Paul. I like that. <laughs> and a final, well, I got a couple more emails. Uh, I'm trying to be, well, Downing, I have to, I'm going to struggle to make this positive. Uh, frequent contributor Downing notes, I don't get it. Isn't Betty McCollum's hot dish uh, among friends, A-H-M-O-N-G, uh, an example of so-called cultural appropriation? 
And isn't it her bad pun disrespectful or maybe even racist? Just imagine if President Trump came up with a spicy hot dish with all the ingredients coming from tins. He might call it his Mexican hot dish. Think there would be any complaints? <laughs> yes, there would be. I don't know if that's... Uh, What's the positivity? Then? The, the positivity... I, good the, luck. No, the positivity is... We don't do that. It's okay because she was just having fun. We're not going to be as sensitive as those others because we're above that. So we let that go, and and she was just being silly. Yeah, that sounds like BS, Rook, but I'm going to go with it. Okay, good. Appreciate it. I I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a great one from Tim. Joe, I listened with interest and amusement when you discussed Minnesota Nice on the podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Minnesota Nice is alive and well in outstate Minnesota. Absolutely. The cities, not so much. No. As someone who spent the first 20 years of my life in small town Minnesota, the next 30 years in the Twin Cities, and the last five years back in rural Minnesota, heaven, I think I'm well qualified to make this judgment, and I'm guessing you're probably right about the correlation between the higher concentrations of Mysterians and a dearth of niceness. They simply don't like people, but as in all areas... Mysterians are delusional, and that leads them to think that they are incredibly nice, Hmm. and they talk about Minnesota nice. One (laughs) only need to travel to the post office and DMV to observe the stark difference between metro and outstate. Yes. In the city, it seemed that many of the workers couldn't care less how many people are waiting or what level of service was provided. In the smaller towns, the efficiency and friendliness are off the charts. I still marvel every time I mail a package or buy license tabs. But here's my best example of Minnesota Nice being alive and well in the outstate. A few years ago, the men in our family dedicated a long holiday weekend to putting a new metal roof on my dad's house, garage, and storage shed. Wow. We knew it would be a big job, so we were up on the roof the first day at 6 a.m. tearing off old shingles and preparing to install the new one. Within minutes, the neighbor guy came over and asked what we were doing. Upon hearing the plan, he immediately asked if he could help. I imagined him putting in an hour or two and then heading out for the holiday weekend. Oh, no. Nope. He was on the roof right next to me for three days, 14-hour days, no less, until the job was done. I was astounded. This would have been very unlikely in the city, and this guy gave up his entire holiday weekend to help out a neighbor with no advance notice. Wow. One final amusing small-town observation about this same weekend. Midway through the first day, I noticed that many of the older folks in the neighborhood were collecting in the yard with lawn chairs, lunches, and beverages. I asked the guy next to me what was going on, and he said it wasn't unusual at all for the senior citizens who heard about a big project like this to make a day of it Yeah, by getting a front row seat in the yard. I will always remember this and chuckle at the thought, good luck, Tim. It's so awesome because you know those senior citizens have been up on that roof, and, you know, they can offer not only criticism but very helpful advice you know what they all and good stories they all become sidewalk superintendents they do look at hank over there trying to bend that nail but boy i would echo everything that writer just said the dmv the post office the drugstore everything is awesome up there i've moved all my uh, medicine transactions up to alexandria Tim notes in a P.S. I recently read A Gentleman in Moscow, The Sisters Brothers, and the first two books of the Tom Rob Smith trilogy. Excellent recommendation. Many thanks. Well, I've told you my waving story from up north many times, haven't yes, I? Yes, yes. People uh, on the lakes, they love to wave. You go by in your boat, and, they, and the guy on his dock or on the lawn, uh, he'll wave. We went by a guy one time, and he had a section of dock 
in his hand, <laughs> and he's showing his dock. Yes, so yes. He, he felt an obligation to wave. He dropped the damn dock on his foot so he could wave. Yes. And then he went fishing for the dock. Yes. This is the same thing among the gentlemen up uh, up north. You either get the you get the hand on top of the wheel. It's at twelve o'clock on the wheel. You either get the one finger up or you get all four fingers oh, yeah. up. Yeah. But you always get a wave. And that's even among people you don't know. Oh, absolutely. We're all waving at each other. Are you a one uh, finger or I'm a, four finger? I'm a one finger guy. Yeah. Unless it's a friend of mine that I know well, yeah. then I give him the real yeah, finger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Fred, positive. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. We're trying to maintain positive. It's fun. We'll be back in a bit. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. Truth, justice, and the suture. Hey! You sure you're recording? You know, I, I have the same thoughts, Sooch. I, I, I don't sound like I'm on the air. Uh, I'm just nervous about Matthew. You got it, Matthew? I have got a level of uh, G.B. Layton singing this beautiful song, and we're good to go. Reavers isn't here, and I think he made the right call. Uh, he's in charge of the little guys today, and I I, uh, I think he didn't want to put them in harm's way driving. With, uh, he damn near lives in South Dakota. And <laughs> without saying uh, anything uh, mean, I, I think Reavers not being here is a positive. Well, now, see, it's positive Thursday. I'm tr- that's positive. Yeah. That's as positive as Kenny can go, so let's just let's let it happen. Uh, I have one admission to make. Uh, as you well know, the only time I allow TVs to be on during the show are during the four major golf tournaments. Right. Well, I, we, we, for the life of us, can't figure out how to yeah. get the golf channel on the TV in here. Yeah, find I'm it. not much help. No, I don't not. know. I don't know. I looked system. at every single channel we have, and I'm not finding it. So uh, I don't have any master scores. Uh, I have I have offered my uh, my my wagering friends my annual bet. I come up with six players who have never won a major before, and I wager a friendly uh, a friendly amount, uh, nothing uh, illegal. That of those six, I don't claim which one will win a major, and I don't claim which major. Uh, but I came up with uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Ricky Fowler, uh, Kevin Kisner. What else did I come up with? John Rahm. Uh, who's playing? Tony Finau. Rahm is with the Tiger today. Yep, Tony Finau. And what was the other guy I picked? Ricky Fowler. And uh, you know who won't take the damn bet? Moeller. Why? What because a- he said... Dummy, two of those people are odds-on favorites to win it. 
So he didn't want to take the bet. I'm talking about my friend Mark Moeller of RF Moeller Jeweler, founded 68 years ago by his dad, Bob, on a foundation of service. And, and in 68 years, they've, they've acknowledged it and they've embraced it. Man, I'm not kidding. Uh, for all the grief I give Mark Moeller, he's a straight and true businessman, and he takes care of his customers and so does his family. They have six goldsmiths with a combined 200 years of jewelry repair experience. They'll repair and restore your heirlooms, and every piece taken in is inspected many times. And here's the best part, though. Your jewelry doesn't leave the store. They have two Rolex-trained watchmakers with 40 years of experience. Their full-time appraiser has done work for the FBI, the BCA, and numerous banks and trust companies, so they know the real thing. And if you mention you heard this on GL... They'll replace your watch battery at no charge while you stare and wonder at the new Rolexes or Tag Hoyers. RF Moeller Jeweler, and those aren't timepieces, by the way. Those are family treasures. RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina. Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul. Gabaday Common in downtown Minneapolis or online at rfmoeller.com. Did you guys read about the, uh, the airline CEO? Uh, <laughs> who was in the first class seat there, and the and the flight attendant? Uh, she dumped a complete tray of drinks on him. Oh by my accident. word! No, Just I didn't hear about this. Though. This is, I got positivity here. Oh, go I got positivity. On Maddie Peters said she had never spilled a drink on a passenger in oh. all the four years of working. Uh, as a stewardess for American Airlines. Can I still say stewardess, or am I being sexy? Flight attendant. I think it's a flight attendant. Well, it says stewardess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's flight attendant. Flight attendant. That's why she was mortified when a passenger bumped her and made her spill an entire oh. tray on another oh, passenger. Poor thing. But oh. that even got worse after she realized who the passenger was, the CEO <laughs> of American Airlines. <laughs> Peters posted the story of her little accident on her Instagram account. She says that the crew was tipped off about CEO Doug Parker being on board the flight from Phoenix to Dallas. We knew he was going to be on board, and he had to be, and we had to be on our best behavior, Peter said to NBC News. She said that she dropped the tray and the drink splashed on Parker and herself. I wanted to drop dead right there, she said in the Instagram post. Parker laughed off the incident and says that he went into the galley to reassure her that everything was okay. I would have quit on the spot, yeah. Suge. I would have. That's it. I quit. She said that uh, she said that she asked him if she was fired, and he said, of course not. Oh. When he was getting off the plane, he told me he'd never forget me, she joked. I guess that's a good thing, right? <laughs> you know what, though? He handled it like a man. Yeah, that's how you handle it, right? He there. handled it like a guy. We know a certain senator now running for a president who would not handle it that way. Right. <laughs> the one who eats salad with a comb? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, briefly, before you go to the next item, I have to think I'm I looking... wasn't done with that item. Oh, I, I have... Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm going to take over here because yeah. I've got to get this out of my system. I'm looking at a GLer right now on a picture of a crash. Somebody went off the road uh, on an exit ramp, and I'm looking at a picture of who I have to believe is a GL, or he's in a truck the size of mine, a big 2500. He's turned around, backed up, and he's toe-strapping this other vehicle out of the ditch. That, my friend, is the work of a GL. That's right. Only GLers See? pull over and help complete strangers. And that's Positive Thursday. Yeah. Now, this airline CEO. <laughs> uh, his behavior is so reassuring because that's more typical that ever gets acknowledged in the news. Yes. What gets acknowledged in the news is the drunk female 48-year-old lawyer having a fit because they won't give her another glass of wine. Yeah. This guy said, don't worry about it, uh, Maddie. You know what? Stuff happens. 
And that's uh, that's reassuring to know those guys are still out there. And, they, <laughs> and we know they are. Tommy Fleetwood, that was my other guy. Tommy Fleetwood is one of my six. I think I might have mentioned Ricky Fowler twice. But I've gotten many people to take me up on that because they don't... Uh, but they, you know they, what? I don't, they don't think they, I know what I'm talking about. There are many CEOs just like that. I, I don't know if I should even tell this story on the air, but I'm going to. One day last summer, uh, torrential downpour here at the station, and I decide to exit out of the building through the executive garage to my vehicle. Yeah. I get down to the executive garage. The overhead door is up, and Mr. Hubbard is standing there watching the rain. He offers to walk me out to my vehicle with an umbrella so I wouldn't get wet. How cool was that? I, I was so happy and thrilled about it, I just laughed. I, I hope like, to God you turned him down. Oh, of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. He said, no, that's quite all right. But, man, thank you so much no, for asking. You know what I would have said to him? What the hell with your umbrella? Give me a ride to my car. Yeah, was, let me hop in. It you want me to go shopping? Away. Oh, you're down on some other no, it, was, it was 10 feet away. Come but on, buddy. Can't you give me a lift <laughs> to the car? That's the kind of guy we work for. He's uh, so cool. Uh, what was I just going to tell you? It was, something, uh, it was something terribly urgent. It was something terribly positive. Um, uh, I've already told you how positive I feel about the weather. Oh, uh, I love dogs. Mm-hmm. Who's a, a good a dog? dog? Who doesn't love Who's dogs? A good dog? If you love don't you love dogs, there, there's something off in your life. Give me a big kiss, Poochie. A runner who broke her leg on a remote moorland was rescued by uh, was rescued after her dogs raised the alarm. They pulled the lassie thing. Yep. You know, they went back to the farmhouse. Peta Oates, 48, was left unable to stand after she fell on a three-mile run in Lancashire with her blue collies. They were even collies. Buddy and Merlin. One of the dogs stayed with her as she inched down the hill while the other ran around barking for help. Mm -hmm. This attracted the attention of another dog walker in con uh, who contacted emergency services. Ms. Oates from Leyland said they were like a tag team. Buddy never left me, and Merlin went for help. I would have died without a doubt. I wouldn't have lasted the night. When help arrived, Ms. Oates, who had left her mobile phone in her camper van, was drifting in and out of consciousness and starting to suffer the effects of hypothermia. Oh. She said it was the tail end of Storm Gareth. It was freezing and I was soaking wet. The winds were horrendous. Ms. Oates broke the femur behind her left knee and tore her anterior and cruciate ligaments on the run from Great Hill ah. near Chorley. Mm. I couldn't stand up. I was having to bum shuffle all the way down, she said. I don't know what bum shuffle is. Yeah. Is yeah. it yeah. bum your butt? Yeah. Yeah. She probably went down the hill on her butt. Yeah. yeah. Every time my leg touched the ground, I was in pain, so oh. I rigged up a sling using the dog's lead to keep my leg up. It took her 90 minutes to get down the hill, by which time it had gone dark. Buddy never left me, and Merlin kept barking back at him. When this man came with his dog, he knew something wasn't right, she said. Paramedics and members of the Bolin Mountain Rescue Team, as well as two from Bolton Mountain Rescue, arrived to help save Ms. Oates. She spent eight days in the hospital and had a titanium wow. plate fitted, but still needs another operation. You got a picture of those poochies? I do. They're right there. Some worthy oh, collies. Look at those things. Merlin and uh, Buddy, Merlin, or whatever Merlin. their names were. Buddy and Merlin. Buddy and, yeah, Buddy and Merlin. So, uh, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Hmm. It does confuse me when I print on both sides of paper. I hate that. Okay, I'm glad you, know you what? admitted I would that. Rather, and I looked at it and I said, wait a minute, I did this yesterday. I would <laughs> rather you not save the world and have fresh, clean paper. I'm saving this company a lot of money. Oh, I would go off on you, but 
It's Thursday, and it's positive. Thursday. Right. No, it's very positive. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I don't know if the Twins will get in a game tomorrow night. I don't have enough of a, uh, a long-term forecast to know what tomorrow night is. I have this winter storm warning uh, continues through this evening and into tomorrow. Right now, it's just howling winds. I don't believe it's snowing in the metro, but we're in a windowless area in a state-of-the-art podcast studio. Mm-hmm. And as I say, the Masters is underway. We don't have it on TV, but we have a big leaderboard that I'm looking at, and uh, it's not helpful. I would rather watch it in person. You true. know what I'm going to do? Very true. You know what I'm going to do? Tell me. We're going to take a break, okay? and I'm going to go ask somebody down there who knows how the TVs work. That's a great idea. Isn't that a good idea? Wait, like Patrick, you have to find the TV, the TV department. <laughs> Call that TV. Department. <laughs> Call the uh, TV department. See, uh, I get a guy. We All right, let's go. I'm going to go find him. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sticking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe I'm trying to develop a relationship with a crow. I've, I've told my crow exploits in the past, but I'm serious. Now, what's the current status? I want to develop a relationship with them. Dangerous. And, and dangerous feed crow. them, and then they bring you shiny items. They'll bring you a washer. Uh, don't, any, don't feed okay. the crows. That's, they, Joe, that's Americans losing touch with nature. Don't feed the crows. Oh, no. There, a couple of big boys were outside the other day, so I had a half a can of old uh, sunflower seeds. Okay. And I looked at these big boys up in the tree, and I shook it. Yep. I said, come on. I'm gonna, Here we go. I'm going to give you some yeah. of this. I'm going to give you some of this. <laughs> and uh, they looked at me, and then I dumped it out on a ledge where they could access it, and they, they never they never took it, and now it's all covered in snow. So that ended that experiment briefly. They, they didn't take it because they're smart. They know when they're about to be poisoned. With no, 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 no. Stale old sunflower seeds. Oh, that old trick again, huh, Heckle? <laughs> but see, they have, they have great memories, and so, uh, again, they're scouts. They're watching old Cannonball Run guy over there. Let's uh-huh. go see what Cannonball's up to. Not only do they have great memories, they can identify you. And if they see you at your home and then uh, three hours later they see you on the midway, they know it's you. That's undeniably true. Yes. They also are able to pass that knowledge on to their family. Yes. Yes. That's why when you would light off, when you'd shoot off the cannon. I'm done with those days. I, I, I'm done trying to frighten them. Oh, yeah. You, other than talking to them, I, you don't get involved with crows. I love them, though. I've, de- I've decided that I want a relationship. If that's what you have to tell yourself and them to survive, do it. You know, it is Positive Thursday, right? So I can tell a positive story. Uh, I think it was Halloween, or I don't remember what the occasion was, but uh, uh, friends and family had gathered at the old Sushire, um house and joe wanted to show off to his brother paul his new cannon that he received (laughs) and i think it was from restoration hardware and it was a little slippery outside and he had his um he had his dress shoes on and you know we had had a couple of drinks and uh some more than others for yourself i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and 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 I, i won't name the guy but one of the, the one of the guys in the driveway wanted to really light this cannon off for his brother, so he did. And as he stumbled around trying to light the thing, his brother Paul looks at me and says, "I wonder why he has neck problems." <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so innocent. It's just, why, it's it's a, a, it's charming. A, 
thing to say. What is? Is it a potato gun? What is it? No, it was a. It's a like a starter's cannon. Okay. You know, for a race or something. So you only, like, shoot a flammable out. You don't put a projectile. No, it's no. just a noisemaker. There's no projectile. Okay. It's a noisemaker. See, cool. See, Hollis Kavner, uh, who was head of the 3M Open, he said uh, that the inaugural 3M Open will not, be bo- uh, will not be just a golf tournament but an event. And he's not just talking about the hiring of Zach Brown Band and lining the fairways with craft beer stands. Lining the... F- I wonder if Grunhoffers could get a stand out there. Oh, Grunhoffers meets yeah, if anybody's on Highway 61. Yeah, that's a great idea. The best meat market in town, Grunhoffersmeatmarket.com. We're talking 125 flavors of brats, double-smoked hams for Easter's, chicken sticks, beef chicken sticks, full steaks cut to your selection, bacon cut to your selection. Uh, you know what? And they'll tell you how to grill this stuff perfectly because they're all expert meat cutters. They're pros, and they've got it all. Beef, steaks, roast, veal, and chicken. Grunhofer's team's team are meat experts. You have questions, they have the answers from preparation to serving. They even carry a variety of seafood. But 20, 130 brats. You can have your own brat bracket. The grilling season upon us. You should. This isn't the stuff in the grocery store in the non-recyclable black tubs that was brought here on some truck. This is the real deal. Cooked up in Hugo by Spencer Grunhofer and his team of meat cutters. They're uh, they're right off 61 in Hugo. And I'm going to put, when I, I see uh, Hollis, I'm going to say, you're going to have craft beer stands. What a great yeah. idea. How about a couple of craft Absolutely. food stands? Yes. Yes. Huh? Everybody yes. loves brats, especially it's not just a beer brat. they got a great selection. Well, additional positivity would be that uh, Kavner uh, is at the Masters, mm-hmm. and he's talking to Tiger, and that he's pretty convinced that if Tiger chooses to play in a tournament between the U.S. Open and the British Open, he'll choose the 3M. So that field could include Tiger. Wow. It's already got Bryson DeChambeau and Mickelson. Okay. That field could include Tiger. You, that is an event-filled week. I think that's the 4th of July week. Do you happen to know what his other options are, Tigers? What else is going Not on? Not playing. Okay. There's no other major tournament. I don't think there's a tournament uh, that weekend. No, that the 3M has taken the place of, uh, what was it, Houston, I think? Uh, the 3M is a new tournament, but I think it falls between uh, U.S. Open and British Open. And if Tiger was to choose a tournament, Hollis Kavner is pretty sure that Tiger will pick Minnesota. We have a great date. A lot of guys want to play two weeks before the British Open, then skip the next week and travel. We feel like we have a really good shot at him if he's going to play that week. He's, uh, Woods has competed in Minnesota twice at the 02 and 09 PGA Championships. He was a Team USA vice captain at the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine in 2016. Kavner owns a house in Augusta and used it this week to recruit more stars. So he's uh, uh, Hollis is down there courting the agents and managers. Uh, so uh, yeah, I pulled up the that'd uh, be a thrill of Tiger. I pulled up the schedule, the PGA Tour schedule. Yep. Uh, so U.S. Open. Okay. That was, that's followed by what? The Travelers Championship. Right. And that's followed by what? Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's right. A new, that's a new tournament. That's June 27th to 30th. And that's followed by 3M. Yep. And, and then that's the, followed by the British. Uh, John Deere Classic. John Deere. That's July 11th and then the Open. So Tiger has options if he wants to play between the U.S. Open and the British Open. Yes. But uh, it seems to me that a very comfortable option would be to play here two weeks before the British Open get to Britain 
a week to Royal Port Rush too. It's in Northern Ireland. Yes, uh, he could get to uh, he could get to the United Kingdom a week ahead of the uh, open by playing here. Well, the first is ten million dollars for the three M. Uh, for the uh, Open Championship, well, British Open. Yeah, I know that. I, that that's that's U.S. Not Open shocking. is twelve. I know. It's just it's amazing that those numbers keep climbing. I can put a positive spin on something really bizarre that's going on right now on the freeway. What and I realize we're not live, but you see that picture, Joe? Yes. That's northbound I-35, just north of Highway 8 in Forest Lake. What you're looking at is a shed that blew away out of a guy's yard and onto the freeway. It's an entire shed. It's a shed laying in the road. And believe it or not, it got caught up in the uh, median catch fence. And the positive spin on this, it actually happened to me this winter. Sometimes Mother Nature takes care of a building that you didn't want to deal with because it was just junk. (laughs) And this farmer or whoever was just blessed by Mother Nature who completely eliminated this guy's shed off his property. We have to discuss Ilhan Omar, and I realize this is Positive Thursday, but I think I can make it positive. Really? Not because of her. I don't think she's a positive force. Okay. But uh, the New York Post front page today Mm -hmm. called her out over her 9-11 comments when she said uh, some people did something, and then she immediately uh, positioned herself and others uh, as victims, and were they were afraid they'd lose their civil liberties because some people did something. In the New York Post, uh, today they had on their cover, uh, Representative Ilhan Omar, colon, 9-11 was some people did something, and it's the pictures of the flaming towers. And at the bottom of the picture it says, here's your something, 2,977 people dead by terrorism. And to me, the positivity is the New York Post had the balls to do this. I love the it. The Star Tribune does not and mm-hmm. would never do it. And they're, they're well within their uh, bounds to do this as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she needs to be called out. She doesn't need to be treated with kid gloves. She was on Stephen Colbert last night. He doesn't have the balls to ask her anything. Right. This t- that didn't even come up. Are you kidding me? No, it didn't even wow. come up. But the New York Post, uh, it, it's and they're famous for their uh, somewhat uh, hectic headlines. They uh, they had the uh, the pictures of the flaming towers on the cover and said to Ilhan Omer, here's your something. I I can't imagine the next time she goes to New York how she will be uh, ridiculed and not left alone because that's well, that hits right in the heart of New Yorkers. Do you think that's going to happen? Because uh, she's not being called out the way she should be. No, I mean, there, there's more, more newspapers should be on this, more TV, more radio. Where's the outrage? Dan Crenshaw is calling her out, uh, and that's positive. Uh, uh, Dan Crenshaw, the pirated uh, congressman yes, yes. from Texas with the lost his eye, he called her out on Twitter for this pathetic <laughs> comment about 9/11 being some people did something, and he found it unbelievable. And uh, she uh, she's been criticizing uh, uh, over she's been criticized over resurfaced comments she made dismissing the 9/11 terror attacks against the U.S. She's now singling out Crenshaw and Fox News' Brian Kilmeade as examples of what she said was incitement to violence against her. You have to be very careful with this woman 
because she turns criticism, yes. valid criticism, into her contention that that's picking on her and setting her up for danger, I, which I wish people would not do. Do not threaten this woman. Right, that's, that's right. Not the, that's re- not, that's right. not the answer. Absolutely. Work. Not only is it not the answer because it's inhumane and wrong, mm-hmm. it's not the answer because she she feeds off that. Right. Yeah. She'll take those kinds of threats and she'll position yeah. herself as the put-upon victim of a terribly white racist America. It's un-American. Don't do that. Don't it's do stupid. it. Don't threaten this woman. But the thing with Dan... She Gr- gets to think what she wants, but we get to criticize right. you, Ilhan. right. And my fear is Dan Crenshaw being a Republican is not being taken seriously by the media. And doesn't SNL make a um, make a regular bit out of him? Well, uh, out of who? That, Dan? That, that the comedian did on the news, and Watch then that. they had their oh, they, they settled, they things. kissed and made up. All right. This is a dangerous incitement given the death threats I face, Omar tweeted. I hope leaders of both parties will join me in condemning it. You know what she's talking about? She's talking about Crenshaw's. Uh, uh, tweets saying that he disagreed with her. And uh, what? Yeah, uh, Crenshaw called her out, and uh, with a very measured response, uh, Crenshaw pointed out that he never called Omar un-American, and that he did not cite incite violence against her. You described an act of terrorism on American soil that killed thousands of innocent lives as people. As some people did something, he added. I never called you un American. I did not incite violence against you. It is still unbelievable, as is your response here. Yeah. And her response is this is a dangerous incitement given the death threats I face. See, you're, she's going to turn all those right. against herself. Wow. Uh, and she wants members of Congress to. Uh, no. Take, yeah. No. Well, and as far as her civil liberties, look at this. This young woman who is very smart has been elected to several different offices. She has not been told you cannot do anything. She, she's she been living the American dream. The Fox News host she's referring to... Uh, I'm not feeling positive here. Brian Kilman. No, what's positive is that there, this is some pushback. Okay. She is worthy of pushback. Right. Boy, I'll say... Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar said Wednesday that Fox News Channel host Brian Kilmeade is guilty of dangerous incitement for questioning her loyalty to the United States. Uh, Kilmeade said on a Fox and Friends segment about the freshman Democrat that you have to wonder if she's an American first. I wonder that, mm-hmm. but that's not the same as I'm wishing her ill. I right. don't wish her harm. I wish that she was voted out in her next election. I want her gone. Right. That's, I don't, that's I don't trust her. But I uh, I think that he's perfectly within his bounds to want. That's what I've been saying all along. Does she like this country? Does she like us? Doesn't seem like it. That's all I want to know. And she responds to my love and commitment to our country should never be questioned. Uh, we are all Americans. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, Kilmeade's comments came during a morning show segment that appeared inspired by an item on the converse, on the conservative daily caller website a day before it was about this speech she gave on March 23 to the Council on American Islamic Relations in LA and that's when she said uh, uh, she talked at the event about how many Muslim Americans felt like second-class citizens in the wake of the September 11 terrorist attacks She said the rights organization started after people were losing civil liberties because some people did something. Uh, That reference to the attack, some people did something, struck some of Omar's critics as too flippant description of the assailants that day. 
Uh, I didn't intend to question whether Representative Omar is an American, Kilmeade said. I am questioning how any American, let alone a U.S. congresswoman, could downplay the 9-11 attacks. He's within his rights to ask that. Uh, He's got to push back. He's got to push back. Uh, it's notable that neither Kilmeade uh, nor Pirro apologized or distanced themselves from what they said once it started to receive attention. A spokesman for Omar did not immediately respond to questions about the criticism she has received about her reference to the attacks. Omar was due later Wednesday to appear with Stephen Colbert, and she came out, and the people applauded and loved her. And, and uh, So she wants uh, politicians to condemn Kilmeade. No. Well, I'm not going to condemn Kilmeade. I don't know anything about him, by the way. My point being that uh, neither Kilmeade nor Dan Crenshaw said anything uh, uh, wishing her harm. But what what you have to remember, there are crackpots who will threaten her. And don't do it. Don't threaten her. That gives her strength. All she had to do was change her wording. Um, when the terrorist took down, uh, when the terrorist attacked us, the United States, and took down the building and killed those people, all she had to do was rephrase it and put it less flippantly. Uh, Dan Crenshaw did respond yesterday on Twitter. Number one, I never called you on American. Number number two, I did not incite violence against you. Number three, you described an act of terrorism on American soil that killed thousands of innocent lives as quoting some people did something. It's still unbelievable, he says, as is your response here. And then he posted a link, which I have not followed yet. Well, the point being, she is flippant about it. Yes. And that leads to the very reasonable wondering about where are your loyalties, young woman. I, I too, am not suggesting that she's not an American. She is. But I want to know where her loyalty... Do you think her loyalties are to the 5th Congressional District in, in, in Minneapolis? No. I don't think she's looking out for those Golden no. Valley Minneapolis types. No, she doesn't care about She appears us. to have a larger agenda. Yes. Uh, uh, about which I cannot claim to understand. Except, uh, except I think it's entirely reasonable, given her public comments... Uh, to wonder about this woman's uh, intentions and what her agenda is. And, and again, I would repeat on behalf of all garage logicians, you don't have to fear garage logicians because they're rational, reasonable souls and civil and committed civilly. Uh, don't threaten this woman. Right. That just plays into her hands, for God's sakes. Boy, I'm I'm reading Twitter here now. Both sides are just vile. That, see that what's going is, on on Twitter? Oh boy, problem. this is that's, just awful. That's what the problem is. Help. And rep, uh, people on the right need to dial it back and say, no, th- this is not right. And uh, don't be stupid. Uh, people on both sides. You don't have to accuse one side or the other. Both she's, sides are out of control, never, especially here locally. Uh, most principally, the Star Tribune or any of the local television stations, they, she was never vetted. She's never been grilled. No. What what she requires, or what this country requires, is that she be talked to professionally and courteously until you get to the bottom of things. Uh, she's she's a very uh, clever, and she's very manipulative, and she'll turn all questioning yes. against her and all criticism of her. She'll spin that as though she is some put-upon victim of losing her American civil liberties. I have no intention of ever depriving her of her civil liberties, but you, you need to answer questions, Ilhan Omar, without spinning it uh, to your satisfaction and spinning it to your favor. It's uh, It's infuriating. 
I wonder. So the positivity okay. is. Yes. Uh, the positivity is there's been some pushback. Crenshaw's pushback is entirely reasonable. Kilmeade's pushback is entirely reasonable and uh, as spectacular as the New York Post cover was today. I personally find it entirely reasonable. These, these same news-gathering organizations think nothing about uh, uh, other spectacular headlines when it goes against the conservative. Right, right. And they'll jump right on it. Mm-hmm. In the days and months following 9-11, we were united as mm-hmm. one. We were one country. We were, uh, it was, you know, as, as for country morale, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was a devastating loss, but we were as one. Where are those people now? Why are people allowing her to slide on this? What brought Because she fills in all the blanks of the agenda and the template. She's black. She's a female. She's first. She's a Somali. She's a Muslim. She wears a hijab. She she checks off all the boxes that uh, that complete the template of the news gathering institution. Well, that doesn't give you a blank check to be a jackass. It does. It does, Kenny. It does. Oh, you forgot one other thing. She's mean. Well, she, she, she's she mean. She appears to be. She she's appears mean. to be. I don't know that she is personally. I don't know that. I I I, know that. I, I, I choose to believe that she's mean. Mm-hmm. Meaner than our Senator Amy Klobuchar. (laughs) I don't know how she treats her staff, but it's just, I'm so sick of firsts. Hmm, I just want a quality person to be in office, and we don't have to always celebrate the first. This this goes for everything. Well, and politics has become the last refuge of the first. Yes. Uh, Chicago just elected its first black female gay mayor. Okay, okay. off the we list. We got the first out of yep, the way. There. Boom. Are we running out of first? You're probably not running out of first when you consider there's about 68 gender choices. <laughs> we have our first furry mayor. Right. We got the first mayor who lives his life as a dog. <laughs> got a hell of a suit. You know that's coming. He's not allowed on the couch. <laughs> Not when I'm drinking. Not on the city couch. I'm tired of first, too. Are we drifting into non-positivity? non-positivity? I'm um, not feeling positive. I okay, our positive spin is after these firsts will come quality people. Yeah, well. I, boy, I, is that a stretch. Boy, huh? that's a stretch. It really is a stretch. The first in the Il- or the positivity in the Ilhan case is we're seeing pushback, and she merits pushback. Yeah. Well, but don't don't threaten this woman. Good Lord, that's not the way to go about life. Do you think defeat her intellectually? Yes. That's how you defeat right. her. Yes. Do you think this will slow her down a bit or make her the snowball get larger? No. With each with each perception that she feels threatened, she'll, her star will rise. Holy crap! And that's why she needs to be defeated with ideas. She doesn't need to be defeated by some guys blathering gusto idiot uh, threats right it's not the way my my hope for her is when she visits new york what makes Uh, you think she's going to well because she celebrates she's going to be on all these shows and they're all going to i guess you're right i guess colbert broadcasts from new york my hope is that a widow or a widower or a child approaches her and says this was not just something what do you think the new york post was responding to they were responding to their readers who are firefighters who lost lives and cops who lost lives and family members who lost lives this colbert is a, a, a word i can't say he's a puppet he, he, i can't he's say not what legitimate he how, how does something uh, the bomb she dropped and then it coming out in the last couple of days how do you 
call yourself whatever the hell you call yourself? How do you look at yourself in the mirror and not ask her about that? How I, you know, even if you're on her side, set her up to win. How, how do you just ignore because it? Because you're not a guy. You're not. Uh, you're just not a complete. You're guy. not an American. Or you, you're a mysterious. Or you were fearful of what the audience, your audience would turn would turn right there on on her because I don't, I don't think so. I, I think if Colbert had the balls to say, well, would you please clarify your comments regarding the attacks of 9/11? You said you said it amounted to some people did something. Could you please expound on that? I don't think the audience would have reacted unkindly to Colbert. Mm. I okay. think the audience probably expected that, and they're not going to get it from the likes of him. I know wow. plenty of liberal media outlets that definitely would have asked her, and they would have asked her with a straight face, and they wouldn't have set her up. It would have just it would have been worded well, that's how like you just her. put she, it. She was here. Yeah. I would say, could you please explain that to us, please? But what I'm saying is there's liberal media. They would ask her. You know how Johnny Carson would have handled it? Hmm. No, you should get the answer right. How would Johnny Carson have handled it? That is some wild, wacky stuff. No. <laughs> no. Uh, you wouldn't have had her around. I was just going to say, because you wouldn't. Uh, because, it would have been too political. late-night television used to be entertainment. Yeah, it's it, now just a political arm of the Democratic fun. Party. That's why I don't watch it. I don't watch it anymore. Not I don't watch anything to do with late-night television. Isn't that funny? I haven't seen I, SNL in years. I watch SNL, but I, I do not watch the weeknight uh, late night. I don't shows. even. I uh, once in a while, uh, she who must be obeyed has to see what the opening scene is like <laughs> in Saturday Night Live. I get a feel but, for it, but I'm rooting for it to be so bad that we turn it off right away so I can read. As soon as you see Alec Baldwin, you turn it off. Just she who must be obeyed. The CP, the chief yes. procurer. Yeah. But but here, but but these late night hosts, they're Kimmel and uh, uh, they're all named Jimmy, aren't they? Yeah. Jimmy Fallon, Seth Jimmy Myers. Kimmel, Seth. They're all they're all pointless. They're all political. Hacks. That's all they've become. Their shows are not must-watch entertainment. Carson was. Yeah, as was Letterman. Right. As was Letterman. As was Jack Parr. And even though you knew David Letterman was a lefty, even he was smart enough to, maybe not all the time, but most of the time, leave the politics out. Well, he's enjoying his leftiness now in retirement. Yes, he is. And that's like fine. A... That's his bag. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, but the Carson would have said, well, I'm not having her on. I We don't do politics. There's no yucks in that. There, no, there's nothing, nothing funny about that. Yeah. And and so you would tune into the Carson show 25 years ago, and you'd find Jonathan Winters and uh, you know, Bob and Ray yes. and uh, a Tea Time movie with uh, <laughs> who, who, was the, who was this guy, you know, Meet Me at the Fork in the Road or whatever. Anyway, it was uh, it's a lot different now, and the positivity here is that uh, people are pushing back. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more House Help. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... No, one more time. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe... <laughs> Love that. Have you been to the Minnesotan yet? Your new curated lifestyle apparel brand celebrating heritage, tradition, culture, nostalgia, and passion like nothing you've experienced? I'm talking about the Minnesotan clothing store in downtown White Bear Lake. You want cool stuff? Get to the Minnesotan apparel and gifts that truly reflect and celebrate 
the Minnesota in your life. New spring items are arriving weekly. Polos, quarter zips, t-shirts, hats, sunglasses, and more. These are one-of-a-kind items. Fantastic stuff. You'll find your high school hat in there if you're looking for it. Uh, Great website, theminnesotan.com. They're open seven days a week. And get this, there's a special offer for fellow GLers. You mention Garage Logic in the store or use online code Garage Logic, one word at checkout, and you're going to save 20%. But they're not done. They're not done at the Minnesota. What else do you got? The weather's as B as in B, S as in S right now, right? <laughs> so the gang at the Minnesota would like to sweeten the Garage Logic pot to 25% off what? to nice. help combat the weather blues. Mention Fantastic. Garage Logic in store or use the online code Garage Logic at checkout and save 25% this weekend through April. 14th. That's Sunday. They're open seven days a week. Now, do you know where it is in White Bear? I know exactly where it is. It's right downtown across from what I used to know as the uh, the Avalon Theater. Yep. It's right in the middle of downtown White Bear. 617, the great Right bar. across the street from great 617 Club. And I right next to uh, Good Things, mm-hmm. which uh, were owned by my former uh, neighbors in St. Paul. I got a Matamidi hat, and I got a Hill hat. And I've got one of the Minnesotans' own uh, labeled uh, pullovers. It's just, it's really, really funky stuff. I bought a St. Paul T-shirt for my brother-in-law as a gift. I have not been to the location, but I have to admit, I have spent an unusual amount of time on their website. It's a great website. What is it? TheMinnesotan.com. And at checkout, you put uh, you put Garage Logic in there. You're going to save 25 percent right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, They're is. fighting the weather blues. They're fighting the weather blues. Say, uh, you want positivity? Please. You know it's opening this weekend. Uh, uh, Trout fishing, Alliance Field. Oh, Allianz. The soccer. Was it, did I, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Allianz. Mm-hmm. I think it's is it Yemen? I'm not sure. Well, you know what they have though. They got the uh, they got the they got the brew hall. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to go there. Uh, history that's about four years in the making will take place near the intersection of Interstate 94 and Snelling in the Midway area in St. Paul on Saturday afternoon, just after 4 p.m., Minnesota United hosts New York City Football Club. Mm. They're going to look out on the weather, I think. Yeah. You can get the game in. Uh uh, and I, I had no I, I shouldn't have been surprised, but apparently it will be the same kind of ode to uh, great food and great beers as Target Field, right? Yes, I'm looking at some of the food right now because I missed the uh, the big day, but um, it looks like they've got, I mean, that's going to be such a beautiful summer night. I don't know where you're going to park. I don't know how, you, well, you got to take light risk. But you're going to have fun there. Minnesota United CEO Chris Wright said he plans to address the team at some point before Saturday's game. He's not completely sure what the words will be just yet, but this is more than just an opening game. Uh, There's a season opener every year, but there's only one game where you open a brand new stadium, Wright said. They're part of it. They're our club, and they're our roster. Here, You know what they are? They're one of the guy. They're one of the guy. One of the team. They're our product. They're our team, meaning... Uh, and the meaningfulness of them and that performance on Saturday will be great in front of 20,000 fans. It will be a full house at Allianz, Allianz Field, has 19,400 seats, an extra room for standing only, and at least for one game there will be plenty of them. The best part has been seeing people when they walk in for the first time and you see their eyes light up, they start thinking, this is my team stadium. Everyone knows you always feel more attached to something if you feel ownership of it, said Jamie Watson, a former pro soccer player and now the United sideline reporter for TV broadcast. Uh, And some positivity should be noted, too, that uh, for the most part, this was privately built. 
Yes. The taxpayers in St. Paul were in for the infrastructure and, uh, and this and that. And that part changes. of the city need a little uplift, too. It needed some updating. Listen to this. The Allianz Field Brew Hall. Yeah. Does yeah. Reavers know this? Yeah, he, he's been going on and on about this. Yeah. 96 taps. Yeah. Mostly craft beer. There are also craft cocktails highlighted by the Stoll Mule. I don't know what that is. Didn't Reavers also say that that place will be open when there aren't any games there? Yes. I it think it has different hours. It's not specific to the games. Right. The Brew Hall also features popular foods, including the My Burger Double Burger, yep. brisket pub nachos, and wild rice salad. God, we really... Listen, you know listen to this. Hot pastrami sandwiches from Cecil's. Burritos from Brasa, tacos from El Burrito Mercado, uh, they're doing this right. And the Brew Hall, yeah, the Summit, Surly, Lupulin, Lift Bridge, Loon Juice. One question for you. Yeah. One question. You're both East Siders. Can you get a Hams or a Grain Belt? Yep. Uh, even a more important question, where am I going to park? Yeah, we're going to park uh, at Joe's house. They're going to run shuttles from the stage fairgrounds. Yeah, I agree. And uh, beyond that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how pleased neighbors would be immediately north of University Avenue if you just parked on residential streets. So the I secret, don't even know if that'll be allowed. The secret, much like the uh, stadiums in yeah. downtown Minneapolis, light rail. Light rail. Park in the outskirts. The whole, I, to me, it seems the whole dynamic was intended to be public transportation, yeah. whether train or bus. Yeah. Uh, and and it, somehow they believe that that is fitting with the spirit of soccer, this global communal game uh, that yeah. uh, it's not, soccer is not my cup of tea, but I think it's pretty nifty that St. Paul's landed this pretty much privately built ballpark for these guys. Forget everything you're saying. Um, I'm looking at the list here. Of what? Of food. Of, food. <laughs> of course. Um, Come on. Uh, Cafe uh, Beignet. Eight, seven to eight products from Buttered Tin. Have you ever been to the Buttered Tin downtown St. Paul? I have not. Fabulous. Not a, I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not in your league. It's, no, it's a really yeah, – you would, you would enjoy that. You would like – it's just – it gets better and better. I didn't realize, and I can't believe I got snubbed. For the uh, the food day, Here I'm we go again. I'm upset, and I'm using a, the proper again. word. I'm upset, but I would like to go stronger. Now, I don't mean this question Jeez. facetiously. What are you expected to wear a scarf when you go to the game? <laughs> I mean, what what is that? What is the history of that? I I don't know. Uh, many uh, players and fans who play. Football. Right. <laughs> football. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If they play football, <laughs> football. They, they do, um, the, the apparel is scarf-worthy. Wor- scarf so, I thought it was the weather, because they always seem to be playing in lousy weather. <laughs> it's pretty much a fashion statement where the coaches do, the, maybe the players if they're on the sidelines, but the, the fans have adopted that, and the uh, Minnesota United the Football Club has been sending scarves out, and they do scarves the players wear scarves? Not while they play, but I'm sure on the sidelines they okay. don't you, a scarf. You seem to be an expert. I have a question for you. I don't you. know about I'm an expert. Are we allowing these contests to end in a tie? I don't know that, and I oh, don't know. I could not that field, that. Is that field real grass, by the way? I would bet not. We've got a lot of questions you should probably address with Roycey tomorrow. Yeah, Are right you guys going to be there? Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. But uh, congratulations to them. They open Saturday. 
And uh, if you haven't seen the ballpark, it is quite an amazing sight as you're going down the freeway. All right. All right, pal. spacecraft. You've been on the air here for uh, about an hour and ten minutes, and we've let you get away with kind of faking it through the show. I'm not faking it. This has all been positive. I got a whole stack of stuff. This has all been positive. Some of this stuff is truly positive. Some of this stuff, if you can spin this into a positive light, you're a genius. But we've got to get to my stack because Reavers isn't here, and he's usually the one to challenge you. Are you so the surface is natural grass. Is this the official challenge round? I, if you want to come back and do it, that's fine, or we can get into it right now. Natural uh, grass on uh, Allianz Field. It is? Yes. Well, that's even better yet. Say, remember, if you're in an RF Moeller jewelry store or RF Moeller jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gabaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. If you're in the store, tell them you heard this on the GL podcast, and I'll uh, replace your watch battery at no charge. Hey folks, John Madden here, and you're listening to Garage Logic. I mean, the mayor, he's the guy that, that runs that thing. I mean, I mean, he's the guy that takes care of all that stuff the mayors do. Fireworks, starting up stuff, cylinders, you know, he's, he's Joe Shushray. The mayor! You like to be challenged, don't you? Okay. Because I do have legitimate good news, but I'm going to challenge you first, and I'm going to lead with uh, budget deficit running higher than a year ago. The Treasury Department expects the deficit will exceed $1 trillion when the fiscal year ends in September. How do you spin that? There's just no way to possibly... Uh, spin that as good news. The Congressional Budget Office was slightly more optimistic about the deficit in January outlook, uh, estimating that it would stay just below $1 trillion until 2022. So I, 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 there's nothing good there. That's, that's not good. I think you've been defeated right out of the gate. Well, I, I have my answer. All right. I'll be dead before the ramifications of this are felt by my children. All right? That's positive, huh? Okay. Okay, now you're going to have to tell me if this is negative or positive. Uh, I, I, it, we could go either way here. The uh, headline, uh, Nation and World Today, Star Tribune, Trump signs orders to boost oil gas projects. Crosby, Texas, yesterday, President Trump and his support for shifting more power to states took a back seat Wednesday to his affinity for oil and gas production as he aimed to make it harder for states to block pipelines and other energy projects due to environmental concerns. I'm on both sides of the fence here, Joe. I like his idea, but I like states' power. What say ye? I, I, uh, the positivity to me is to keep that oil flowing. So even though I'd rather have it in a pipe than a train car. Even though he's yeah. saying yes. he's he, even though he appears to be going back in his words, uh, his word to give states more power. Right. The fact that he's allowing these projects to go through. I think I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, is this good news or bad news, uh, especially since it's going to happen on Monday, April uh, 15th, correct? That's, That's Monday. tax day is this Monday. And a lot of people in this state have noticed instead of getting a couple of grand back, they're paying anywhere from two to five to twenty to $30,000 in taxes this year. That's right. Because the tax code has changed. So Donald Trump coming here. Um, on on Monday to focus on an event 
about tax cuts. Is this good or bad? He's, we're being told we have tax cuts, but yet we're all paying more. I, I don't know. Boy, you might have me there because I, I just uh, had to write my checks uh, to the feds and the state, and uh, he's done nothing to help me. Let's put it that Yeah, way. same here. Same here. Okay. Nothing to help me. Well, this is all good news, and you don't have to weigh in at all. Uh, smaller companies, tech shares thrive. This is from uh, yesterday. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street Wednesday as solid gains by technology companies helped small market re- small markets recoup some of its losses from a day earlier. Um, small company stocks also stood out, beating the rest of the market. Banks, retailers, and home builders noticed gains. That is flat out good news. That's positivity. Uh, Saint, I think this is good news, but you being a resident of St. Paul, you're going to have to tell me when I read it. I thought it was good news. St. Paul Council approves Ford plan and the development of the former Ford property in St. Paul's Highland Park will, will include a contentious element, single-family houses along the Mississippi River. I personally think that's good. What say ye? I do, too, and I can give you a little background on that. Mm-hmm. The The whole uh, template for the development of the Ford plant was to create the community, the collective, right? and to have uh, uh, highly uh, dense housing. And the uh, developer, help me with the name of the developer, uh, uh, I, is it Ryan, I believe? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. it's Ryan Company. The developer so. essentially had to come to Jesus' meeting with the politicians and say, look, we're in business to make money. Right. And we're not going to make any money with these uh, euphorian plans you have. <laughs> we're, we're certainly willing to adhere to many, many of them. And we're going to go along with height restrictions. Or we're going to go along with parking spaces. And we're going to go along with open space and walking and green. We got We get all that. But we got to make some dough here. And we need to be able to provide single-family homes along River Boulevard to keep to, in keeping with... Mississippi River Boulevard, all the way down both sides of the river, right. which are beautiful, beautiful homes. homes. And and the other positivity is uh, the city's no dummy. They're going to collect more taxes from those single-family homes than oh, they are with... They're wringing uh, their hands. Uh, ...dense. And so uh, there's a case where capitalism uh, confronted these... Uh, uh, these Mysterian rulers in the salon and won. Yeah, actually, uh, your council voted six to one in mm-hmm. favor. That's a good sign. Do we have the no vote? Uh, yeah, we was do. Was it Mitra Nelson? It was Rebecca, is it? No- Noker? Noker, yeah. Okay. Um, and Ryan is proposing 35 single-family homes among the 3,800 units of housing that they said will be built there. 3,800. I, I know from experience, low-income housing is great, but boy, does it drive your value down. Who well, but we? here's the other thing I want to know. Where are these people now living that they suddenly want to live there? Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. Not to mention, uh, for the low-income housing, that's a pretty expensive area. You know what I did? I've told you this on the air before, but it's positive, so I'll tell it again. I, I uh, you know, hoped naively uh, that that would have continued to be a manufacturing site. Yes. I didn't necessarily care which product mm-hmm. was manufactured, but that was a great source of many jobs that propped up the middle class of the Twin Cities for a long, long time. Yes. Great jobs indeed. working yeah. for the Ford Motor Company. Generations. Generations. Yeah, guys walking into TIFFs at right. 10 a.m. after their third shift was right. done, you know. The same thing used to happen over at the Cardinal on Hiawatha in Minneapolis. <laughs> yes. The third shifters roll in at 8 a.m. <laughs> yes. So I called Volkswagen. Their corporate headquarters, 
probably in New Jersey or wherever they are. They're American corporate headquarters. You did? Yeah. Really? And I talked to their real estate department. I said, yeah, I identified myself. I didn't get anywhere. They right. didn't take me seriously. But I said, my name is Joe Sushere. I write for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And I want you to be aware that the Ford Motor Company, uh, uh, Ford is abandoning its manufacturing facility. And, and before it's too late, might you want to take a look at that? And then they switched me to their real estate department. Mm-hmm. And I gave the spiel to the real estate department. Because uh, uh, Volkswagen at the time was looking to build a new plant. I remember in the that. United States. Yes. I think they chose Tennessee somewhere. Mm. My point is, here you almost have it ready made for you. Yeah. You have to retool it, and, right. and well, nothing ever came of it. But but no effort was made that I'm aware of to go get a skateboard manufacturer or a, right. or a Indian motorcycles or somebody to put together a barbecue grills or whatever. It just was automatically assumed uh, from the salon that this was going to be a great. Uh, a great social experiment mm-hmm. to, to create this new urban village uh, where cars would be uh, dismissed and uh, bicycling would be encouraged. Unicorns and rainbows. Unicorns and rainbows. And, you know, look outside right now. I, you want to walk anywhere? No. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, but it's positive that Ryan uh, uh, seems to have impressed upon the uh, salon uh, enough of a bite to say, look, we're, we make money. This is how we operate. We're trying to make some money here, and we got to have single-family homes, and I guess they're now going to be allowed to. How far out are we right. from that being complete? Is it five years? Is it uh, I'm, how fast is how this far are we place? out from construction taking place? Yeah, whatever plan they decide. All, all environmental reclamation has been done. I, I, I guess you got to keep going through these city council votes until you can finally bring a bulldozer in and start building. But that's sort of my question. From I bulldozer doubt it will be to, done in my lifetime. Yeah. I bet it's 10 to 15 years out. Well, you won't be dead yet. Wouldn't oh, yeah. Companies no, like, like, like Volkswagen and Polaris that, that they uh, own Indian uh, and other manufacturers. Aren't they just flat out, I don't know if the word is scared, but just unwilling to deal with St. Paul and the political climate and the city council? Well, that's what happens when you got one party. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's just no balance. It's well, just look, one party. The development downtown, the uh, the developer that wants to build the uh, big hotel right yeah. on that site there and, and, and actually bring people downtown so it's festive by the river, and they're meeting resistance. There was a time in this town and this Twin Cities where both cities were fighting over Ford, mm-hmm. and Ford, to appease both sides, built plants in both towns. Right. I think Ford had a deal on University Avenue. Did yep. he not close to downtown? That's an interesting story. That building still exists. Yes. Very important building in the history of American commerce. And uh, I think Walls, uh, well, I shouldn't pin it on Walls. I, I think uh, it's been uh, signed off on to get rid of it, yeah. to tear it down. Take that Which thing building? down. It's, uh, Briggs it's like 217 University, very close to the castle. Something like that. Oh, okay. And he also had a plant in downtown Minneapolis that he outgrew before he even finished building it. Right. Yeah. They were building cars on the sixth floor right. and then figuring out how to drop them on the street. <laughs> right. But my point is there was a time in this in in this state and this community where both towns were inviting and fighting over manufacturers. Oh, this used to be a hell of a town. Yeah. This used to yes. be a hell of a town. What's the great line from Easy Rider? 
This used to be one hell of a country. <laughs> uh, I have one more, but I, it's this. I'm just going to hand it to you. I don't know if that's good news or, or not. Well, let me tell you first. One one seventeen. One seventeen huh? University. I'm looking at it now. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that was a Ford building. Oh yeah, that was an early Ford plant. Yep. Uh, one size fits all rarely fits anyone. That's why you need to consult the gang at uh, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, Owatonna, Minnesota Zone. Federated offers property and casualty, life and disability income insurance to businesses in select industries. But the key is the great marketing representatives. They love the country. That's why they love the country and the company. And they stay with the company. They get to know you, the business owner, and how your operation works. And that allows them to come back to you with a customized coverage you need. They'll take care of your driving needs with auto liability. They'll take care of your cyber attack concerns with data compromise coverage. They recognize your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a federated insurance marketing representative today to see how their second to none service can help your business thrive because it's federated. It's their business to protect yours. This piece you just handed me, I looked at today. And I didn't know what to think about it. Yeah. St. Olaf College uh, let out an Edward Munch-style scream after acquiring more evidence that Eva, a portrait that the college owns, may have been painted by the famed Norwegian artist. Is it Munch, by the way? I, Edward Munch? That's one reason I why thought I, it was Munch. I, I handed it I to you Munch. so I didn't have to take responsibility. I don't know. The unfinished painting of British violinist Eva Mudachi, who was Munch's lover, has not been fully authenticated yet, but pigments, binders, and fillers from the work that were tested by the New York Philadelphia-based scientific analysis of fine art offer compelling clues. St. Olaf announced this week that scientists found strontium yellow, a pigment used just briefly at the turn of the 20th century. Artists stopped using it around 1909 because it turned a greenish hue. This pigment was only in use when Munch and Mudachi were known Edward to be together. Munch. What? Munch? Edvard Munch. Munch. Edvard, Edvard, Edvard Munch. Munch. I'm sorry. Ed. He is a Norwe- he's a Norwegian. I got that. We had that okay. in here. Well, this is why you say Munch. You want your own scan? Munch. Um, thing? Munch. 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 Uh, at the same time, uh, certain telltale blue and green pigments were absent, said uh, Nelson. Who's Nelson? Oh, Be- uh, Jane Becker Nelson, director of St. Olaf's Flatten Art Museum. Uh, some people, pr- some proposed that the work was created or faked a decade later, but the absence of those pigments shoots that theory down. Scientists have been crawling around St. Olaf taking samples of the painting. I suppose all of this is because what? We don't get a dollar value here. What would a mook be worth? Well, the guy that donated it paid ten grand for it before he gave it to the college. No, it was originally owned by Kay Nielsen, who knew Mudachi. Eva was donated to St. Olaf in 1999 by alumnus Richard Tetley. He purchased the painting for ten grand from a dealer who bought it from an auction house in Copenhagen in 1959. This summer, Nelson and a student assistant will travel to Oslo to spend time at the Munch Museum, where they'll meet leading members of the Munch scholarly community. We want to host a symposium here within the next year that would bring key Munch scholars together, said Nelson. It would be a major step. However, the real, the piece ends up, however real the piece ends up being, Tetley's request was that it remain in St. Olaf's collection. Yeah. Well, then what good does it do? Sell that. Take it to Antiques Roadshow and sell right. it. Oh, okay. 500 grand. Take it to sold. Antiques Roadshow. That's not what I had in mind, but I am a big fan of money. Yeah, I am too. <laughs>
okay. Well, no, it's it's, it's positive uh, okay. that that Saint Olaf might have this. Tra- and, and don't you love the mysteries that go back yeah. 120 years? That's what I love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right down to where they're bringing in scientists to examine pigments and yes. bindings yeah. and colors, and uh, it's absolutely fascinating. Just to give you a history uh, for the screen. From that Edward painted? That, that's a Munch painting. Yes, that Ed is a Munch painting. Munch. The bidding in uh, 2012 began at $40 million and lasted 12 minutes when American businessman Leon Black, by phone, gave the final offer of $119 million. Really? But Leon Black the, is a uh, Apollo group. It's a hedge fund that just bought uh, Sun Country Airlines. Oh, really? And he is the uh, the big wig there. He paid that's one of the most famous paintings on, on or yes, on the earth. Yes, yeah, this I one's a lesser Everybody known. knows that one. Yeah. A motorcyclist on road or off road, uh, DennisKirk.com has more than 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. $89 order ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com, order today, get it tomorrow. Thank you, Dennis Kirk. Yes, very much. Thank you to all our advertisers. If you would like to become a partner with GL, all you got to do is send us an email. We'll get you in touch with the right people. Huh? Find out how happy Grunhoffers is. Find out how happy Did you see Spencer send some more stuff here? Yes. And I'm I'm going to, the next time stuff is sent over, I'm going to get first dibs. Well, then you have to no, be here. You have to be here. Not, I'm going to get first dibs. You can't roll in here yeah, two you know, minutes before the broadcast. I'm going to expect to get the first selection of I'm going to have them time it, deliver it at about three minutes right before we do oh, the podcast. Man. I've got a big, <laughs> giant, first I got a yeah. giant package of this double-smoked ham that oh, Such has been talking I about. I saw always. it. That's going to be gone before the family gets home at 6 o'clock. That's yeah. not going to see University <laughs> Avenue. He's going to be picking at it right through the plate. You can, you, can, you can eat it right out of your truck. Yeah. I can see it right now. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Thank you to everybody. Moeller, Dennis Kirk, Federated, the Minnesotan, Grunhofer. Who do I miss? Did I miss anybody? Federated, Back Canopy yeah. Group, Josh Arnold. Yeah, thank you all. We got them all. Thanks to Chris Reavers for not showing up today. Yeah, it was real smooth. <laughs> Technically, you didn't have to look he at me. He made a correct fatherly he choice. He Listen, did. you didn't have to look at me once. Because your liner page wasn't up. Right. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll brag about my... Oh, I'm, I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> well, it means that half the time I'm the osuchere when you do your liners because oh, you yeah. got it down. He's got, that, he's got me potted down yeah. too often. He's a busy guy over yeah. here in his defense. GarageLogic.com. That's where you can be very busy by checking out everything we have to offer. Podcasts that you want to listen to again or some that you haven't even seen yet. Go to GarageLogic.com. Also, click on the features page and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Garage Logic podcast version springs around the corner. Don't worry.